Hi, and welcome to the Hope Centre podcast. We really hope you were encouraged to listening to this message today. If you would like to know more about the Hope Centre, please feel free to visit us on www.hopecentre.ie or drop us an email at info at hopecentre.ie. Thank you. 
money troubles, there's, finan there's financial difficulties, there's um, families breaking up, just fatherless generation out there. Just all kinds of trouble in the name of Jesus. Why not hear medicines? The scripture tells us not to worry. Jesus commands us to don't be worried. Don't be worried when you hear about wars, or rumors of wars, or earthquakes, and all that stuff. And you know what? It's fairly easy, I have to be honest, for me to sit at home and hear about a war in Iraq and not be worried. Or to hear about Donald Trump and your man from the North Korea shouting out against the national it's a different story when I hear someone down the road getting shot. Or I hear of a family around the corner who's devastated because the family member just broke up. Or we see the kids come here for clubs from the smashed up families. That's a different story. Or you see the people coming from the door all the time or cancer. Or knocking on the door all the time. There's earthquakes and wars ripping. And they're not physical ones, but there's emotional ones, there's financial ones. There's a lot of stuff going on. And it's like, so all that stuff is going on, and it's like, what are we supposed to do with that? And I'm saying we here, because this isn't about me, that's not about that. This is about us. If you are here, you're here because God's put you. And he's put you here to be part of your life, making a difference. We, we, we pray, we've prayed for God, I've prayed for God for 20 years since I got saved. We've prayed specifically for to see God move in Cromwell for the last eight years. Well, we had a home group over there for, for six or seven years before that, then we prayed in. And we prayed for the area. But specifically since we left Mars, to start praying for, for hope to exist. We have prayed to see God move in this area. We've had weekly prayer meetings here. For some weeks it's been 20 people, and some weeks it's been two of us. I believe 100% in prayer. It's time to me this morning about an answer prayer she got. I've seen people's prayers being answered left, right, and center. I'm still waiting to see how our prayer be answered. It's being answered. In because you are all sitting here. Well, I'm looking to see the avalanche. I'm looking to see the floods. I'm looking to see the answer to the prayers. Because we pray big prayers. We pray big prayers. But you know what? I think somehow we need to put legs to these prayers. It's not just about praying. In John, Jesus said that people will know that we're his disciples if we So we want people out there to see that there's something different among us. If you read Isaiah, especially from the message version, it tells us loads of simple things that we can do that are so lovely and countercultural that if we actually did it, we'd be standing out in this world like lighthouses. If you imagine that we got our red lighthouse from down at the docks and stuck it in your front garden. Because we will be so different to what's around us. Just let me quote two or three verses from him. He says, If you get rid of unfair practices, stop blaming people, stop gossiping about other people's sins. 
If you're generous with the hungry and start giving yourselves to the devil and devil, then your lives will begin to glow into darkness and your shadow lives will be bathed in sunlight. And I will always show you where to go. Remember, very specific instructions for how to live. And I'll tell you something, if you, ever, if you read the whole chapter, some of the instructions that are in there are easy. Some of them are hard and some of them are downright terrifying. Alright? A head record. And lots of times it might seem like a waste of time. Because I don't know how many times I have said, what difference can one person make? What difference can one person make? Why bother? And then I tell this. Ask the millions of people that Moses went out of slavery, what difference one person can make? Ask the millions of people that Joseph saved from starvation in Egypt. But what difference one person can make? Ask Noah's family who didn't die in the foot. What difference one person made? Or all the people that were fed by Jesus with the loads of fishes that one didn't delegate as much. What difference does that make? Or the people that followed Gandhi in freedom. Or the thousands of houses that were saved because one of the trees is stepped up and saved them. Well, the millions of people that know Jesus because of people like Ron Hepalki or Billy Graham. I've looked at people like all of these and I know they were all super special. There's something different about them. I wasn't. They all put their trousers on one leg at 20 percent of you and me now. Unless you're a miracle woman and jump out of bed and have to tell you what you've I tried it once and probably made it. It's not worth it. Here, ask yourself this what about the person who shared the gospel with you? What difference did that make? There was a man called Adam who shared the gospel with him. Some of you wouldn't be sitting here today and I'd like to share the gospel And that's not to say that I get the AOs. But that's what God does. He uses one and then that one touches someone else and they touch someone else. And God moves through it. So one man or woman can make a huge difference. In Ephesians it says, that there are good books preparing in advance for us to do before any good days came to be. That's not even one Hold on. It's just not cold In 2 Timothy it says that God will equip us for every good work. And in Philippians it says that you can do all things to our voice Right? So we're living in a lousy world that's falling apart and badly needs Jesus. This area is equipped, spiritually chained up, this family is messed up. Not every family, and I'm not trying to say the area is a disaster. There's lots of good stuff in this area as well. And there's lots of people trying to do good stuff. And they're working really hard to do it. But you know what? We have the secret ingredient that they all need. And that's the Spirit of God. I've worked in the addiction services in this area. They're pumping millions into it every year. They're still not succeeding. I've worked with the other social services around the place as well, and some of other people in the room. It's not succeeding because it hasn't got Jesus. That's the bit that's missing. The question is will you get involved? So you're a non Christian man, or a non American woman, and you're saying they go, they don't have them. Well, here's the thing 
God's not loving. It's supernatural, it's extra loving. We were created to do amazing things. We weren't created just to do ordinary things, we were created to do amazing things. Yeah? And we can start small, or we can start big, but the thing is, how do start? Where can you start? Because even the smallest contribution affects it. If you get a bucket of water and it's clear, and you have one of them big red filters, and you just put a drop in it, it doesn't look any different to us, but I promise you, you put it up in the microscope, it's different. And even that drop falling into the bucket will create with us. One drop, one small act of kindness can make a huge difference. Just one. So where can you start? I have continuously said that we have 20,000 people within the borders of the area that God gave us to work in. We walked it the other night. There's 60 streets within that area. There's 20,000 people in the world. We haven't got to Let's be honest about it. We have never reached 20,000 people. That's why I'm trying to partner with the Georgia Bible and the Catholic Church and the White the Presbyterian Church and the Methodists and anyone else who's following Jesus and the Baptists to come here and start churches because this area needs it. And we need that the Alpha that will only do the churches in November to be full of people who can need Jesus. But we can't do that on our own. We're not going to get it. And I'm not trying to even deflate my dream because my dream is to reach 20,000 people. I'm just trying to be realistic. And now listen, lads, if we have 400 people that say it in the next six months, we couldn't help them. We couldn't help them. We don't have the numbers, we don't have the resources, we just couldn't help them. But here's what I think we can do. We can start small. We can go for the 1%. Just 1%. If we went for 1%, that would mean that we're going to try and reach 200 people. So here's the goal I'm setting for me, and I'm hoping it's going to be coming up those too. That by this Easter coming, we will have reached over 100 people. And by next Christmas, we will be at 200 people. We may not even be in this building, I don't care. Then we will be going to hell. That's what's in the this building won't be big enough when we're 200 people. We had 100 here in the Carol Centre, and we were packed out. How are we going to do that? Because we're here nearly two years now. Nearly two years. Some weeks we can have 40 people. During the week we have another 20 or 40 people come through the doors. How do we get? What we've got now to become something that actually impacts this And what I want to ask you is to consider starting by committing 1%. 1% of your time, 1% of your money, 1% of your skills and your talents, 1% of your love. So here's the thing, the scripture tells us to commit 10%. Scripture says time, not just about money. And usually there's a man of scripture, a man of mine, who gets dragged in by every preacher that wants to get your money out. You should be tied into the church. I believe you should be tied into the church. This isn't about getting the money. This is about reaching the lost. 
God never needs anybody's money. Never. The church doesn't need anybody's money as God provides for But God wants you to give your money to the church because He wants your heart and your money has your heart. Or has the potential to have it. Sorry, no. So what I want to ask you to consider today is will you commit 1% of everything you've got to see the world? Let me ask you a different question. Do you think all we're doing here is worthwhile? Do you think it's good? Do you think it's good for the area? Yes. So why haven't we telling people that? Why haven't we got one? Why is it that we're still at one people? There's something not right with that. If this is healthy, it should be well. If this is if this is useless and we're wasting our time, let's all call it day and say that to something wrong, you're not easy. But God's called us to do something. There's people in houses across that wall. And I don't know where they're attending thoughts about it. But I care. And it's so easy to get caught up in what's happening in the woods, in America and in my world, and I forget them. And I'm not trying to put anyone in a guilt trip, right? This is not really manipulating me into doing anything. But it is a challenge. Because I do believe, no matter what the circumstances, someday we're all going to stand before God and answer for what He gave us. So I'm maybe a bit in your face, so forgive me for that. Four weeks ago, God put this message on my head. I've been sitting on it for nearly four weeks. And I know for a fact that it's supposed to happen. Let me give you an example of how you would give 1% in time. If you earn 100 euro, that's 1 euro. If you earn 1,000, that's 1,000. 1% get 1,000. Yeah, and a hundred grand, it's a grand. I think I'll be safe enough and I'm not going to get any grand out of any of 1% of your time, you have 168 hours in every week. That's 1.68 hours. Could you commit 1.68 hours to something that happens in hope or something to do at home where you can see what's moved this forward? A week. One and a half hours. Let me give you some ideas of how you can do that. On a Sunday, you can do a very hard work well. Come in early enough to set this place up, make sure it's clean, make sure it's white and all the kind of stuff that other people do. You could help with the kitchen, making tea, coffee, say other people. You could help with kids, John's in there, I don't know how many kids. We have a pressure that is a redundant room as we lock them we have a media desk down there. We have worship. We have set this place up in Trinidad. A couple of people come in every week during the week for an hour and do a bit of training around. And it's really great that they do that. But that's one hour once a week. It's our big building. And then times they clean the house a week. Not get away with one hour a week. Do you know what I mean? It needs a bit more. You could help during the week by man at the reception desk on the front door. Every Tuesday morning, every Wednesday morning, every Thursday night, we have counselors. 
an hour and a half later, they can give it to the kids. On Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons, the kids will come. Wednesday is looking for helpers. Please, God, in November, James comes back to Newport for 12 to 15 year olds. He's looking for people to join the team. He can't do it on his own. Every morning we would do with people to clean this place. Top them up. I'll tell you the thing that buries me in life is administration. Buries me. People are going to be busy every day. I'm busy because I'm doing a lot of abuse as that. What I can do, why shouldn't we? Finances. The bloody charity right there has me hurt. I was on a holiday yesterday in the movement. God Almighty came in with the press and all the stuff was lost in it. Rosters, volunteers, oil suckers, alpha salvians, hospitals, all that stuff takes a lot. For if 10 people were given an hour and a half a week, that's 15 hours a week. Does that make sense? The body working together will achieve stuff that the hand on its own will never achieve. So here's the thing, I want to create a place where within 18 months we have 200 people calling home home. That can only happen if the people who already call, call home home begin to make home their home and begin to invest in it. So this is probably one of them come to Jesus moments. Yeah? It's like, are you really in this? If you want to be a spectator, that's fine. We're not, not going to hassle you, I'm not going to help people. I have not gone after you this week to say, you know, help What I'm doing is what I believe God wants to do is open the door of opportunity to say, you can be part of what he's going to do. Because here's the thing, I think he's going to do it anyway. And I think if we don't do it, he'll send someone else in who will. Because he wants to save those people a lot more than I do. He went to a cross for So this is your typical weekly build you up and get your energy for the week ahead and make you feel good. Well, this is probably reality change. Where even in this summer like this. Thanks to God, there are people that to help. And we have a chance to stop that. There are people out there who are in pain, who are struggling. There are people who are hungry. Mary is help with the food club. She can't do it all on her own. Two hours a week from two or three people will make a huge difference. I go back to John and then they were on their kids. Once a month, an hour and a half a week will make a huge difference for kids. I know the kids have been saying the videos alone and this is bad, that's the other. And now we do that now better. I just call the state of family. There's no one else doing it. So, if we want other things, we're going to have to step up and go. There's a lot of us that will. That is will. This is our um, vision statement that we made years ago. Can you flip up that wheel? It's very, very um, plain. Because we want it to be bad. At the center of everything that we do is Jesus. Without him, we wouldn't be here. The church is the hub of it. We're the church, not the building. And from us reaching out into the community, we had the idea that we would do some of these things. And this already happened. Many 
many of them adopted Ireland the Young House of Kids Clubs and Camps. We've had a kids camp every year for the past seven years since we supported you in Hamel. And we will have one next year because that we have a team working up longer. And kids clubs are happening now. There's a new kids club happening in November. It's amazing. And adopt a single parent. We have attempted to do that with many people who were struggling on their own and tried to help them out. And other people in the church have been. When I say we, I don't just mean me and Emma, I mean us. We have. Um, street cleaning, we haven't really got around to that just yet. We get there. Giveaways, we've given away loads of stuff. Loads of stuff. Um, money advice, we haven't got there just yet. We talked about when we sell married, had conversations about how we could set that up. And we think that's a really big in the area. There's lots of people struggling there, but they would just don't have someone to talk to them. And they can't get to mass because there's a five or six month waiting list for it. But we could offer an interval that might be as comprehensive as mass, and we could sit with somebody maybe and help them. And you'd have to have a bit of a headway on it. Um, service, that's this Sunday morning. We wanted to open up the space so that people could come and have an encounter with us. This is our shop window, among many other things that we should do in the week. The Jobs Club still love to see us do that. Although we've been blessed to have some boys staying upstairs that we've been able to help the jobs. So, in a small way, it's happened. The Belarus mission has been happening, and that's our across the world kind of stuff. The counselling centre is even more. We're in support and we to We have other counsellors coming on board who are willing to give more hours. And we have people looking for counselling, but we need the admins to go around that to make it happen out of one the local. We had a meeting last week with Testos. Mary was there, Anne and myself. Who else was there? Monica and three people from Testos who are crying to give us stuff. They want to give us food every single day, but we don't have the structure to hold it. So we need to create and build that structure. And they're going, as soon as you're ready, we're ready. We're flooding. That was the impression I got, that's right. Yeah? So there's opportunities there for us. The second hand shop is just a little dream of mine where I'd love to see us happen in the village. <coughs> See, church was never meant to be a spectator spot. It was never meant to be something that kind of should be in there. It was meant to be a community that are working together to follow the kingdom of God. And you will never get the most out of it until you put the most into it. As long as you're like that, that's all you'll ever experience. But you get in and stay in, you'll see a difference. You see a difference in your own life, and you see a difference in the impact that's all around you. And it's going to be a pain, and people are going to piss you off, and stuff is going to go wrong, and that's life. That's what we have to have the spirit for. That's what we have breaks for. So we put up with each other. Why oh, annoy the hell out of people? Oh, we know. You annoy the hell out of me some days, table walks both ways, but it's okay. We get over it, and we go on. Look, I haven't stuck with me for 26 years, for God's sake, I've been annoyed more than any of this. So there's always grace, there's hope for all of us. And that's we have a great opportunity. We really have an amazing opportunity. But it's only going to happen. It really is only going to happen if we all step in. And step in. And you have gifts, and you have talents, and you have resources, and equity, and money even. I know 
to the end of the woods of Take this fainted hat and take these tainted hands. Who of us hasn't had a hair that's fainted at some stage? And who of us hasn't got hands that tainted? But God can take everything. And He can turn it into something amazing. And our messes can become a testimony, our messages for other people. Our pain can become the comfort that will go to someone else. Our skills can be the thing that can help someone else. It was that bit of a wonderful piano music that makes everybody feel this. Father, I pray that you would direct us. Lord, I pray that what was said today, that whatever was of you, that whatever was of you would stay on us, would sink deep into our hearts, and encourage us, change us. And Lord, if there is any sense of condemnation in us, Because 
That's what God there is called us He is calling us all to be more like Jesus every day. So Father, I pray that, that whatever challenge you are laying down, in each one of our hearts, and Lord, you lay challenges in my heart for this. Lord, whether that challenge is to give time, to give money, to give resources, to give efforts, to give love in places maybe where I haven't been loved before. Whatever that challenge is, I pray that the power of the Jesus Christ that raised the power of the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, that through that power you would give us the power to go and do what you've called us to do. To go and be what you've called us to be. Lord, I believe 100% of your words it says every gift we need to be in this body. But to make us a fully functioning body of Christ. So I call out to greatness of people. I call out to hear that is written in every single one of us. And I pray in Jesus' name that you would release the word to be our own and to do what we have called it to be. And I ask it in your name. For your glory, Lord. For your glory, Lord, we ask it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to today's message. We really hope that you are encouraged and inspired to go and live a life full of adventure and excitement and destiny. One that you were created to live from the very beginning of time. Thank you.